0: Metaphysics is going to have to be the quote unquote religion of tomorrow. If it isn't, you're fucked.
1: Totally and absolutely. Are mm. oh, you out in the in the field again, huh? I'm out here. <laughs> out in the real world. Amongst the NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely,
0: absolutely, escaping constant danger.
1: Oh man, man! So I'm gonna assume this was this has been an excellent week up until the, today, up until this moment. I'm sure everything's been awesome this week. Absolutely.
0: What? How else could it be anything other than that?
1: Right, right. That's what I'm talking about. That's beautiful, man. I'm
0: just you wanna uh, get to our sponsor real quick.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, let's let's uh <laughs> let's let's get to the sponsor.
0: Let's pay these bills. So yeah, let's this do week's that. sponsor is Aqua Rape, America's number one bidet. Comes with 12 <laughs> different settings. It gives you the most cleanest, freshest prostate rubbinest, clean that you'll ever experience. It easily attaches to your toilet seat has 12 different set- set- settings to get all up in your ass with a blast of of cleansing <laughs> water. So get out there, buy that Aqua Rape, America's number one bidet. Get it installed today and okay. help us get these checks.
1: <laughs> so let's just one uh, one small correction here. I think you read the packaging wrong on that project, that product. I think it's actually Aqua Repay. It's got a is little it? accent over the E, little accent it, over the E.
0: Well, it is a bidet.
1: <laughs> right. So see? it could yeah. be.
0: Maybe it is Aqua Repay.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. aqua, yeah, aqua rape
0: may not help move units.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's going to be hard to market.
0: <laughs>
1: aqua rape is going to be very difficult to market. And I definitely—I just want to let you know that I, I've, I've told that story so far about three times because that episode, as of right now, that episode hasn't been published yet. It'll be published later this week. But the people around me who needed to hear it have heard the story at least three times now about how the person who packaged your bidet was definitely trolling. And (laughs) I'm sure somewhere in the the installation instructions, it tells you to test it before you actually use it. I'm sure it says that. And just to make sure to remind people of why they should test it before they use it, they put the setting to rape. (laughs) Yeah, put it on fire hose. (laughs) yeah the water pressure is rape setting and you're gonna spray a, a laser a hot laser of water on <laughs> your ass like i just had to fucking relay that look at you know you set it up all slow like yeah he said he bought a bidet and he installed it and then yeah i don't understand why a bidet would ever need those settings that's a that's a, a joke it, it's a it's well, definitely case, a troll
0: in case you need to have it double as a pressure washer <laughs> maybe you need to clean the grime off your back porch or your garage yeah
1: it maybe it was pretty bad and that's what actually drove you to get a bidet and things were looking pretty bad on the back porch so just in case you got to chip away some shit stucco <laughs> they, got some, <laughs> they got some crazy ass setting for it i, I laughed at that so many times because i could just see the grin on the guy's face who was like yeah I got, let me just put this one on default 10. Just in case they don't read the instructions completely.
0: Yeah, I'll never hear them scream, but I'll know. I'll be content and happy with myself because I know somewhere (laughs) in the world there's a man screaming at the top of his lungs as he's aqua raped.
1: Because he didn't fully follow the instructions. That's what it was. That's what it comes down to. If he would have followed the instructions, my evil plan would have never come to fruition. This is only for people who don't thoroughly read the instructions manual. Cause I'm sure it says it there somewhere just, just so they don't get sued. <laughs> Cause this, I feel like that'd be a lawsuit. If, uh, if it's not any in instruction manual, you could just be like, yo, I used it and now I'm bleeding. So I want money. <laughs> just, <laughs> just send me money, bro. That shit's amazing. Oh, and we—I think we have well, this. This sponsor isn't completely on board yet because they're only in the development stages, the research and development stages.
0: Oh no, but, but they're getting invoice. That's yeah. our business model. <laughs> yeah, we, we advocate for and um and upsell and advertise, and then we invoice. Yeah, we, we consult. Different. Yeah, we do the consulting first, and we invoice later. Consult first, ask questions later. That's that's our business model.
1: Right, it's the new paradigm business model. We just assume success and invoice you right away. Yep. I think it's good, that's radically optimistic. That's the world we wanna live in. So, okay. I,
0: so I- So where do you wanna go first? The, the, the Kanye controversy, uh, abortion, there's so many, there's so much controversy this week. There's so well, much controversy we could get into.
1: I think I wanna talk about the thing that's clearly the most important going on right now, the most important concept and idea out in the world, something that uh, we can't ignore, it's inevitable. And so we just might as well hop right into it. Uh, VR play pens for babies. Mm. Virtual reality play pens for babies. All four walls of the play pen are VR screens. And you can program any number of wonderful experiences for your child to have while completely enclosed because it has a top two. It'll be completely dark in there. And then you just run, you know, a 3D VR episode of Sesame Street or something like that. It, it has on own rails, you know, it guides them down the block. You can put them in the jungle, you know, the raptor escape Jurassic Park shit, a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just a bit. laughs> <laughs> just, it just depends on is how it? he's acting that day
0: honestly. and you don't even have to plug it in because it's fueled by baby terror
1: <laughs> is that how it
0: runs <laughs> well to be
1: fair it's fueled by laughter and screams so <laughs> just to be fair laughter is three times stronger so we prefer the laughter but screams will do the screams will may help it chug along
0: yeah, so yeah. is the is the base like a, a treadmill or something like to so that they're moving around and then it senses where it's going or is it like oh. one of those motion rides where yeah everything around them is moving around instead right that's it that's that's what they it's call
1: crazy. being being okay. on rails that's what the gamers gotcha. call it so like uh oh, okay gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. shooting games like time crisis and shit that kind of just guide gotcha. you through it it's on rails so it's not a whole lot you can do as far as what your perspective is at the time. But I think having it all four walls, so that no matter where the baby's looking, something's happening. And there's also uh, the little motion cameras and shit like that in it, I can tell which direction the baby's looking in. So we could sorta, the next iteration of the simulation can go where the baby's looking. You know, whoever the host is, the little icon character, the little Jiminy Cricket they follow, can just follow the baby's eye line, so he's always there. And eventually it'll become interactive to where they can make their own decisions inside the playpen. But at first it's just on rails and the baby can just be in awe of its surroundings put them on a beach. Like I say, you can have them skydiving, whatever you want. <laughs> 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 you got all kinds of narratives for the babies, bro. And I like the fact that it has a top too. It's like a box. You put the baby in the playpen and you put the top on it and you just play fucking Yo Gabba Gabba. You play a couple episodes. And
0: forget it. This is, this is a, I can see the infomercial now. This is the next level of abandoning your children. <laughs> this is, Cause first there was the advent of the TV it was like, look, I know I should probably be teaching you things. I probably should be more involved. Uh, mommy's busy. Look, let me just sit you in front of this box and it's going to show you shit. And I'm not even sure what it's going to show you, but I'm just going to trust that it's probably going to be okay. Okay. And this will distract you for hours. And then video games came, you know, and there's all these things like this is the next. This feels like the next iteration of going down that path of I can just look, I can I don't have to deal with this screaming mass of constant need. I can throw it in a box, set it and forget it. The hallmark of every uh, infomercial worthy product. And um, I think you're even going to be able to incorporate. Here's the next phase of it. Because, okay, the baby's screaming, I want my mother, blah, blah, blah. Cool. It You program, and there's pictures and videos of mom and dad in there. So you can simulate your <laughs> presence there as well, whenever the baby gets calm or the baby gets too, when we're sensing there's too many, well, hold on. When we're sensing, thank you, babe. I'm being brought coffee in the car. Thank you, love. Beautiful. Um. Yeah, when 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 they find out, yeah, we're running low on power. We've got we don't have enough laughter. We got too much baby terror. Then maybe the mom and dad thing can come up, and then it calms and soothes the child. And you can simulate your presence, so you can have. I mean, you could probably keep this baby. If, if you have a little hole where where like little nutrient pellets can be, like dropped in, <laughs> you pretty much pellets. abandon the kid in there for a couple <laughs> days and be fine. Like you could go on a cruise. <laughs> and the baby will be all right. It'll, yeah. the, the diaper's gonna be heavy, but, you know, there'll be some cleanup, but, you know, that'll be part of the structure. I don't know how, I don't see this being cost-effective anytime soon, but it needs to be prototyped.
1: Well, it depends. I, I think also there's gonna, there's gonna be a few models, of course. If you get the right model, you know, like Tesla's, you get the right model, one of them is gonna definitely come with at least like a a one-gallon reservoir for fluids. You Know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so
0: sort of, the sort of baby like he's just gotta have a pantless <laughs> <can> just, baby, <laughs> yeah. You can just
1: suckle, you could just suckle while he's watching his, you know, at, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Easy, easy, like you said, nutrient pellets. And oh, no, by the way, I do want to make a formal objection to throw it in a box, and let me just <laughs> respectfully suggest as an alternative, lovingly place the child into the playpen. So that's okay. what we, we won't be throwing it in a box. We'll be lovingly placing him into a learning I'm environment, right. and then I we just.
0: This. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just this is for early learning. That's what it's designed for. Because the baby's wasting most of its waking hours in the beginning of his life. Honestly, they're a sponge. They could be taken in so much information, but we don't have the time for flashcards and you know you can barely hold his neck up and shit like that. Like it, it becomes more of a hassle than it needs to be. So if you put him in a VR playpen. You can just start learning all kinds of shit right away. And he has, it's on all four walls, so he can't really escape the lesson. Like, he just got to lay there and soak it up. Right. And, and then once he gets through, a, say, some math or some, some, uh, some early social training or something like that, then we give him something cool. Like, he can relax on a cloud or he can, I, I, honestly, if it was my baby, it would just be a fucking Mandelbrot uh, fractal. Uh, infinite fractal zoom where he could just lay in a inside of a psychedelic shape for a few hours. And I'm pretty sure that would do a lot for his for his consciousness. But I think this is uh, it could be cost effective just because the VR if we would call it VR to make, you know, to make it sound extra futuristic, but it technically wouldn't be VR. It would just be like a little movie room. Technically. There would just be video on all four screens that are linked. You know, it wouldn't technically be virtual reality because the the turning of the baby's head and all that shit. But we're gonna call it VR anyway. Because that's just a good marketing point. And for a baby, it technically is a virtual reality.
0: It's as close as they can get because yeah. their eyes can handle real VR.
1: Yeah, you keep them in there just until they can until you can enroll them in infant football. And then, you know, we I think this is going to actually probably get him in infant football a little earlier because of everything going on on those screens. He's going to have some serious uh, reflex.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I Absolutely. love it. And, and you also got to consider, I mean, aside from, you know, all the preparation for the world, because, I mean, I mean, you're going to be showing babies colliding into babies with their crocheted helmets. And they're going to be getting a gauge for, you know, how the game is played. So they're really going to be able to have a, a strategic mind for the game early on. But moreover than that, I mean, think about how worldly your baby is when you can lock them in a seven-day session. <laughs> baby, baby VR penitentiary. And they're in that box for seven days with the food pellets and the mesh, uh, uh, mesh underneath or whatever, the Tesla. Uh, <laughs> shit and pit sucking or whatever is set up for that <laughs> and they're literally you can because it would be on a cycle like so when it's bedtime the screens get very dark yep. it's playing lullaby music you know what i mean like it wakes them up with like an air horn or something when it's time to get up or or it maybe even senses when they wake up and it turns on when they see motion you know and so the screens depending on the time it'll be programmed to present them with whatever whatever but in seven days you can literally take them around the world anchor yeah. Wat, the pyramids they could see everything that the planet has to offer before they're even nine months of age they've seen everything magnificent in the world that people dream of and because their little baby brain can't really make sense of it all at that time i think it's going to be that much more impactful and anchor within them in a way that it, it may be not if if, a, if an adult was going through something similar. I love so you're, you're basically going to have little tiny, worldly uh, baby scholars. By, by three years old, I mean, you can constantly pound them with different languages, you know, you lock them in the box, they learn French in a week, they learn Italian next week, they're speaking Swahili, you know, 130 languages by the time they're five years old, and eventually you know, they come out of this pen and people may say, well, what about social interaction? It's all, it's all gonna be in the package. There's gonna be a recess hour where they're gonna play with other virtual babies. And right. it's gonna be hooked up to Wi-Fi. So you're gonna have a little camera in there because the camera senses the baby, right? So you're beaming like they're Skyping with other babies. Beautiful. And they're seeing other babies.
1: Yeah. I love it. I love it. And and again, uh, again I do not accept the term box. This okay, is now right. going to be known. Right. I have a perfect acronym for it: V.I.L.E. Vile. It's the ver the virtual infant learning environment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's much better. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I I am the person that that bungled the the soft touch of a bidet with, with mispronouncing rapé as rape. So, yeah, see, you know, I'm, sure. I, I have a bad habit of making these things sound much more nefarious than they really are. Right. Vi- Violet, the virtual infant learning environment is great.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. It sells itself. I mean, really, honestly, we shouldn't even have to market that. It's like a Rolex. You just know it's here and you come pay full price for it. We shouldn't even have to have it's, a commercial. It's pronounced V-lay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <And> the Vlay. <laughs> what well, we know what we call the vir- virtual infant learning environment. I'm like, wait, that says vile.
0: No, it's vile. Sorry, sir. It's vile, you Philistine. You, <laughs> you 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 barbarian. Right. What do you think we doing over here? You're trying to you, save the world with babies. What do you call it? A, a bidet? It's a bidet. It's a bidet. <laughs> Anything that's that's this sophisticated and classy is has an accent mark on this last vowel. Oh, it's clearly, it has to. What are we, barbarians? We're not barbarians. Civilized yeah, it,
1: people. Yeah, this is this is absolutely awesome virtual uh, reality learning environments for children, for infants all the way up to three years old. I think this is going to be useful from birth to three. Actually, this should be what the what the hospital puts them in after you have the baby. So like that, that's not the incubator, but like, you know, you have a baby. They take it out of the room for a little while, let the mama sleep for a bit. That's where it should go. It should go into a VLA. The VR learning plan. Yep,
0: the (laughs) VLA. Listen, I didn't think you were ever going to be able to top uh the preemptive self-defense rape robot <laughs> dog, but Vlay might do it. Vile might do it.
1: Yeah, v has got has got legs. This was got some real life real world application that I think we could probably sell to the right hospitals. If we if we if we carried it far enough into the prototype stage to where we could actually have a meeting with a hospital executive representative or some shit like that, I feel like we get it in some hospitals. At yeah. the very least we could sell it at some high end. Oh, remember that store that used to be in the mall uh with all the like futuristic electronic shit in it? I, I can't remember it. Oh, it was called like I think it was called Sharper Image. When yes. I was young. And yes. the sharper image had shit that we just wasn't ready for at the time. You go there and see some crazy shit, like oh, you touch it, the ball, and the lightning goes to your finger. You're like, what the fuck is this? They had all the cool shit there, and there's got to be a place like that now, and that's where you go get the Vlay at a consumer level. And then we don't have them at Walmart yet. Walmart's not getting them, you know. There's this, this got to be some exclusive shit because you know why we don't want people of the prestige of it. Yeah, exactly. We don't want people who're not ready for it mentally or financially. Yeah. We don't want them to be able to walk past it in the store and judge it.
0: Yeah, and you're and you know the unwashing masses, you know <laughs> their children are destined for failure anyway. Right, you're not exactly. gonna want to educate your super baby right. with a with a with a mere five hundred dollar investment. Because I'm thinking about it, as cheap as the technology is right now, like it's not much to have a little camera in there. That can see what's going on that senses the movement of the baby. I mean, shit, that 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 technology is in um sensor lights, you know, a motion detector. That's not going to be expensive. Uh, the playpen itself, you know, you want it to be soft and mesh all around. Um, is going to be translucent on the four walls because you'd have to have like the screens behind them. So, what I'm thinking is, um, you'd probably have like a base and then there'd be like a little extended, um, like a little, a little extended arm from the base of the playpen that holds all four of these screens together around the playpen, but like five inches away. And because it's connected at the base, the baby can never push the playpen into the screen. So they're not going to be able to damage the screen. Um, and i guess along the top uh yeah you could you could weave in like a little can like there would be four cameras in each corner that capture the baby from all angles and that's how they do the the skype and the wi-fi and the smart tvs i mean the technology is already there for you know a flat screen to be able to hook up to the internet and broadcast so yeah i mean and then there's constant uploads and that's how you sync it you sync it with the internet and that's how you set up. I mean, you could be on your cruise in the Bahamas while, you know, your baby's on day 17 in his, <laughs> his v you know, and you can check on them cause the cameras are in there and you can update the program. Oh, they just came out with this new, you know, mountain climber experience. You know, let yeah. me, let me get that for Devin. Let yeah. Me go ahead and play that in there for him. <laughs> yeah.
1: Weave it right in dude. After his fractal bath, you know, after you know, at noon he at, right after lunch he gets a twenty-minute fractal bath, and we just play you know visuals of geometric shapes on the screen, and then right and after that, just to that, be
0: clear for people who who do, do don't know what that is, you're t- like the Frutopia commercials. Like we're basically let me simulate an acid trip. With geometric <laughs> shapes,
1: Simulate an acid trip. Okay, so yeah, if you guys don't know what a, a, a fractal bath is or what that could be, look up something called the Mandelbrot set. If Mandelbrot fractal. Go to YouTube. It's M-A-N-D-E-L-B-R-O-T. Fractal and then Zoom. Mandelbrot fractal Zoom. They have the. It's Okay, anyway, it, it's amazing just to go out there and get some of that. But that's what the baby would get at least twice a day. You know, uh, at lunch and before bed, you get a fractal bath. And uh, we got learning stuff in there. We got cool out and relax stuff. And, and, you know, we, we got to get his heart rate up a little bit. You a know, we can't bit. just have exactly. him laying here all lethargic and getting, getting fucking bed sores as a baby. You can't just have that. So we need to get him moving a little bit, you know, make it feel like it may be getting chased or possibly eaten. And right. not too bad, you know, just like a quick Jurassic Park. Escape the raptor right. scenario. You know what I'm saying? Nothing like uh, no evil people. So I wouldn't do no evil humanoids. So I wouldn't do zombies. No, 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 no. primal I like
0: yeah, just yeah. primal animals falling off Get a his cliff. Reflexes, his <laughs> yeah. survival instincts. We want right. we want to have them prepped. It's like a it's like a booster shot for his. It's Neo in the Matrix type thing. Yeah, he's gonna know kung fu, but by the time he gets out, exactly, and you'll and you'll be on vacation. You'll be. Your cruise will be going around Alaska, and he'll know, he'll know how to throw like a solid left hook at eight months. <laughs> you get back from your cruise,
1: and your five-month-old baby just—he's got a thousand-yard stare, He's just looking at you <laughs> over, over the edge he's of the playpen. He's got little tiny finish.
0: baby pecs. He's doing one-handed push-ups in the pen when you get home. When you take the lid off,
1: he's got a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's grizzled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh he's been in the shit for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> he's been in the shit oh man that's the I love it I really want to see this in the world I want to see this in the world i feel like it could improve things and, and, and as terrible as it sounds like i know people you know technology's taking over and they, you know a child without human contact. i get all that i get it all but at this point you know we, we've had children with human contact and love, all that love and everything it's been beautiful but guess what it's not giving us any um any big leaps in human evolution or technology i think it's no, time it's to try like something
0: right right and and sometimes sometimes there's ugly mechanics involved in, um, catapulting evolution. Like I read a little bit about a, um, I guess Australia has these things called cane toads and I guess they were never supposed to be there. So their main food source is each other. They're like cannibalistic death frogs. And because they're eating their young so much, um, scientists were saying like, it is, um, it's accelerating evolution. And I guess I would think maybe the reason behind it is, um, you know, you're you're like you're speeding up the survival of the fittest dynamic because you're eating the babies. Right. So fewer babies are surviving or I don't know, maybe it's like Highlander. Like when you eat the babies, you get their power or something.
1: Oh, you, you know, eat the babies. One. Yeah. You eat the babies. The ones that you're eating are the lazy and aloof. Right. The ones, the, the ones who are the like, baby that's, that's like...
0: been in the the, the lay Right. If you put with a baby cane toad in the v he's ducking, his daddy trying to eat him.
1: Yeah, he's out of yeah. here, yo. He's going to see yeah. dad coming up with that hungry look in his eyes. And he's going to be like, right. fuck that, I'm out. And he's going to bounce. Right. And that's he's what goes into the gene cigar. pool. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's what goes into the gene pool of the next round of cane toads. I was telling him, I was talking about this to my lady the other day about how uh, the fear mechanic in our brain is, has been rewarded so much because it's like the people who assume the worst, like they're in the cave before it's dark. They're like, nah, son, I ain't playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm scared something's gonna kill me. So that's been rewarded so many times that that's why the fear mechanism is so powerful in us now. The uh, the radical optimism mechanism is, is hasn't been rewarded as much as the fear mechanism. So I was saying, I, I watched this little uh, this little documentary thing about insects, and they just happened to mention as a fleeting idea that every time you kill a spider, you improve their gene pool. Because the spider that you killed are the ones that's, like, not scared of human. They're like, hey, what's going on, buddy? I'm just out in the open. The spider that you never saw was the one that was, like, the creepiest, sneakiest motherfucker who never let you lay eyes on him. So you make Mm -hmm. their gene pool more ninja-like every time you kill one of them. The spider you kill could be the one that's trying to bridge the gap between humans and insects. They're just out in the middle, like I'm not gonna hide. I'm just gonna show them I'm here. I'm gonna show them all my hands spread out, let them know that I don't have no weapons and I'm not a threat. It would like step on them. And the fire and the spider that's creeping on you from behind your lampshade, like, see, I told that motherfucker, <laughs>
0: don't be going I out had there. This, yo, I, I think I I had this exact scenario, like uh two months ago, I was I was dropping a deuce. This is pre bidet and <laughs> I was at the old house, and there's a vent right above um where you drop the bomb and as i'm sitting there just minding my business you know checking my phone i bring the phone in there it's gross i know i i I rub sanitizer on it afterwards but um as i'm sitting there all of a sudden i look up and right in front of me a spider had descended down a little you know like um i don't know what it's called like Uh, rappel jumping rappel down the side of a cliff like he just dangles down he's like up there and I'm like oh hell no and I immediately had to kill him just because he dropped down but in retrospect like he was just he was probably bridging the gaps between spiders and people and just saying, hey man you know I'm up in the vent I see that you're down here you look busy just saying what's up man what's going on and my immediately reaction is like look you may I am 8,000 times your size but my, my instinct is just to kill you. Just right. just so that I'm not damaged by you. Now imagine. Because he has made the wrong decision. Yeah. Right. Imagine. I'm just, he I'm had saying. some other friends, right? Oh, and they're yeah. like,
1: he's like, look, man, somebody's got to do it. We got to go talk to him. He's like, no, nah, man, they're fucking crazy. I'm telling you, every time they see one of us, they kill him. He's like, no, nah, look. So <clears throat> that's, what, that's what you removed. I think we can
0: forge a better world and have better relations between the species. <laughs> I'm going to be the guy that goes down there. I'm just going to drop down casually. You know, try not to spook them. It's like, see, I told you, that's why we got to kill all these motherfuckers. Right. We got to bite them in their sleep and drop eggs in their wounds. <laughs> right. No yeah. right.
1: And that's how they came to that conclusion. They're like, yo, you know what? Yeah, they don't have that in their DNA. The one you killed, Chuck, Chuck had it in his <laughs> DNA <laughs> to try to come bridge the gap and you removed them from the gene pool. You know what I'm saying? So what happened to their population? It's, it's some wild shit, but this is you know this is what we're dealing with.
0: Look, it, it we're not even advocating to eat your babies like the cane toad. Just put your baby in the VLA and you're you're helping accelerate the the evolutionary instincts and the process. We're making a better world, you know, one playpen at a time, you know, <laughs> one child and 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 you have you're gonna be rewarded with so much more free time. There's cameras. You can check on them. There's a a ventilation system. You know, it's all, you know, it it has a, it, it, it checks. There's little sensors maybe in the floor. So you check his little tiny heart rate. So you're not terrifying him too much. You know, this is, this is, this is genius. You've outdone yourself on this one. (laughs) It's
1: just pretty
0: powerful. i yourself. This is, I don't, I don't see a downside. I think this is what culture wants, (laughs) you know, more free time. We want. But this is, I mean, arguably, you know, uh, before TV went horribly, you know, I did get some gems from Sesame Street. Um, you know, it helped me with my letters and my numbers. I, I, you know, video games. You know, we got some hand-eye coordination. We figured out how to solve problems and and think critically. You know, depending on the games you were playing. And so this just seems like the natural the, the the natural advent. You know, parents want to fuck and go on trips and not be bothered by their children for some time and they want to know that there's some developmental value in, um, you know, the activities that the children are being, you know, given over to do. So I think this is great. I'm, I'm really not seeing a downside. I, all the safety precautions have been considered, you know, with the health pellets, the, the, the waste disposal. <laughs> um, you know, I I I'm really just not seeing a downside to this. I did it just it's all coming up plus 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 plus.
1: I think so. How 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 long is it before people start dividing themselves into group or whether or not you were raised in a VLA? <laughs>
0: how long does that before that kicks into society? I I I give it one generation. I don't think it's gonna take long at all. I think the distinctions are gonna be so pronounced. Um, and it's gonna be so clear. It's just like um if you see somebody from Britain, right? It's like, what the fuck's <laughs> wrong with your teeth? Like y'all have dentists over there, but if but you know immediately if someone has, you know, okay, you got braces. Like you had your your parents had disposable income to buy braces, or if you didn't. And there is like a different, you know, I don't know how it is in other countries, but here we definitely judge you if you're missing some teeth or some shit. Yeah, like, yeah. damn, why why don't you have a the tooth there? You know, so I think it's gonna be like that. Just like whatever dentistry did for American judgment regarding smiles, the VLA is gonna do for, you know, um what you expect as far as intellectual prowess, kung fu capacity, you know, ability <laughs> to learn, all of that is gonna be filtered through like, man, I can immediately know, like, yeah, you're a Vlay baby. I can just tell. I can <laughs> you're tell a V-lay. Yeah. You, did, you
1: didn't. Your parents didn't have a VLA, did they? I can no. tell. It'll be like people who well, like how they judge homeschooled people.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like, like, like
1: some weird shit. T- like, oh, you were homeschooled? Oh, wow. That's, that's, how, that's how it's going to be. At first, it's going to be always one of those Vlay kids. After three or four gen- generations, it'll be, oh, you didn't. You didn't have a Vlay? Oh, okay. Well. All right, well i gotta go um yeah, yeah call mean, me
0: I feel sorry for them <laughs> yeah like, i don't want to be near this person. boxes groceries at their house like i'm sorry like you're yeah. probably going through it life is hard for you yeah yeah, yeah it's like v- so yeah well, my parents you know they hugged me and they loved me and it, oh man that's cool hey i'm gonna do a backflip uh you can't <laughs> do a backflip can you no you never got the uh you never got the coordination and the skills necessary. I could just do it at will. It's like nothing for me. So I'm just gonna yeah. do a backflip real quick, just to show off. Product of Vlay. And that's and that's what's gonna, that's what the difference is gonna be. Like, you know, I got programmed parkour in my V-lay experience. You know, I right. can just run to the side of a house and flip over the top of the roof and be up there, and you can't do it, and it's immediately apparent to everyone. That even if your parents did love you or they wanted the best for you, they didn't want to fork out three hundred and ninety nine dollars. I mean, they had zero interest payment plans. You could they could have paid twenty five dollars a month for a year or so and gotten you one of these. It just wasn't it wasn't important to them. Right. Hining, if if we had a baby right now, would you put it in a VR playpen if it was going to learn how to do all kinds of stuff, and you could like leave it in there for days at a time? <laughs> how does that strike? It would strike me very, very strange if I kept referring to my child as "it." You yeah, ain't yeah, answer the question, fucking well, well, that yeah. wasn't it. You know. But I'm gonna get some more coffee soon, and I'm gonna ask her again, and I'm gonna see, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna not call the baby an "it," and I'm gonna try to get a a real answer, because we need we need to know. Maybe we're just in a little bubble. Maybe we're too. We're the sharper image. Intellectually, we're just too we're too far ahead, and we 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 have to we're gonna have to figure out a way for the general public to feel comfortable with some of these ideas. So we we need we need to throw them at 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 as 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 many uh, other people as possible and see what their response is and figure yeah. out how. Because she she did I, not seem I, amused in the least. She did not seem that she was gung ho about throwing her baby in a. a... <laughs>
1: Well, I think we, uh, I think we're going to need some, some social molding a little bit to make people be able to, I mean, it's already been proven. So, okay. So the, uh, like neuropsychology and Mm -hmm. neurophysiology, they've already done math studies and proven that thinking about or visualizing certain exercises has not uh, the same results, but comparable lower but comparable results to doing the actual exercise. So people who took piano classes and then versus a person who doesn't play piano and a person who started classes. So we tell one they have one person visualize the exercises that uh, they Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, they have one person visualizes the exercises that they have to do to learn this piano uh, song or whatever it is so they're visualizing their fingers doing the work another person is just watching a person do the piano the people who visualize their fingers doing the work made more progress when they were asked to recall what happened and things like that so it's like they gained some muscle memory just by thinking about the activity so if you put a baby in a VR playpen, and you show uh, first-person footage of somebody doing parkour, like you said, or people doing kung fu, any any type of activity, any action with the body, eventually the mind is going to trigger the muscle twitch and shit and the baby to start to mimic some of those actions or try to navigate spatial shit with its body because it sees itself going through these spaces. Why not? That's a that's a plus. Babies will be walking by freaking 12 days old.
0: Listen, <laughs> I'm waiting for that moment where adults don't dare to be dismissive of children. There's there's gonna be there's there's gonna be a moment, like it's gonna be it's gonna be all over the news. There's gonna be like a daycare full of four-year-olds who are just equipped mentally and physically. To fuck up all the caregivers there, and like if we're not getting Cheetos for snack time, it's a problem. Like the, the idea that you got, because these are all fully grown adults, their their brain isn't as as um the elasticity is 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 gone. They they can't you can't put them in a VLA and they're gonna benefit it from. And now here's all these kids, four or five years old. They can do backflips. They can throw a, a spinning roundhouse, you know, <laughs> uh, effortlessly. And and they're gonna still have those childlike impulses of I want what I want. And you're not gonna tell me what to do. And they're gonna be able to coordinate and organize with one another because they're all gonna be the products of these, you know, these VLAs. Right. So I think that, that there's gonna be a moment where, you know, you're gonna have to approach school different, you gonna have to approach daycare different. We're gonna have to be giving out driver's licenses sooner. You know, we're gonna have to let eight year olds smoke like they do in Vietnam. He's just gonna be like, Look, I can't I can't tell this kid what to do. Like he, you know, he read War and Peace and during the VLA. Like I've never right. read it. Like, but he did. Right. <laughs> He's more worldly than me. Who am I to tell him that he can't smoke?
1: Right. Listen, we're on a path to human evolution right now. This is a way that we can be extremely great. And it won't take long at all, like you said, two generations, and the entire uh, the, the entire landscape of America
0: is different. I mean, and we were already talking about this in, um, you know, when they were talking about like CRISPR. You yeah. know, When they start talking about, you know, the families who are just going to be like, let's roll the dice, the dice on this genetic soup, and see what parts of you and what parts of me drip into this baby and ultimately you know equip them for their destiny uh there's gonna be a stark difference between those children and the children it's like "Mm, let's 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 make some edits and let's really pump up that that um that iq sequence let's really pump up that um you know physical ability sequence let's really um you know take away the um uh the the sequences um, that are maybe endangering them to have, you know, asthma or, you know, cancer or whatever, you know, if you do that in one, you know, you have a totally different class of human beings. So, and this is something that is already being talked about and, uh, considered, right? So, I mean, if anything, if you don't have the money for a CRISPR, you know, to gene edit your baby, you know, you can train, you know, whatever, genetic happenstance you've you dropped into the world, you could drop it right into one of these vlays and and give your baby a fighting chance to compete with the CRISPR children.
1: Yeah, there's no other way. Because the CRISPR children are going to likely be ticking time bombs, right? Because nobody really knows what's going to happen if you try to gene edit a baby right. and then just put the them out The first couple society. of
0: batches are just melting like they're made out of wax by the time they went, Right,
1: when, right? right. And, then, and then batch like 17 through 34 is like all serial killers. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna right, take right, them a right. while to figure this shit out until they get some real high functioning humans the way they want to. But it's gonna be a lot of side effects. They're probably gonna introduce some new diseases into the world, like all kinds of shit gonna right. happen. But with the VLA, all we're doing is speeding up human evolution through stimulation of the brain that's all we're doing we're stimulating the brain by curating the environment that's that's foolproof
0: well it's a more natural means of promoting growth and change
1: because i
0: i I think (laughs) if if we've learned anything once we start getting into this point where we want to splice and engineer stuff things just go wrong like it's just we we create way more problems than we solve. So I, I think we we should learn by now. But our our impulse to be God is is very very strong. And so I agree with you. Better than the gene editing would be the um, evolution promoting. I think I just think that's much better. Cause who knows? It's like yeah, you know all this junk DNA. We never knew what it did, so we just took it all out. Uh, yeah, all that junk DNA that was basically like the empathy padding. Yeah. You know, so when you took all of that away, <laughs> basically what you made was like a trained assassin, someone who feels nothing and just solves problems like a robot. And so, yeah, they're probably not going to get a handle on that. So they're about 35 or 36, but between the ages of 17 and 34, there's going to just be missing people. First is going to be some missing pets, you know, and we just accept that, oh, these are the CRISPR children, the children of the CRISPR. And they're (laughs) They're they're going to be out there. They're going to be killing people and hiding bodies, and no one's going to be smart enough to catch them.
1: That's horrible. The only people who're going to be able to catch them is the relay babies. That's that's
0: what the new that's what the new <laughs> that's what the new dynamics going to be for conflict. Yeah. Is yeah, the relay babies are are being that's what's left of of regular ungene edited humanity trying to equip and prepare itself to deal with the slickness and the the heightened capacities of the gene edited babies.
1: Uh, there's no other way, because once you have the gene edited babies out in the world, regular humans are gonna have no chance. If this should, it's gonna be like a vampires versus werewolves Werewolf, situation.
0: You yeah. <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> well, and the VLA babies are the werewolves. Yeah, the,
1: the, the regular world. humans don't have no chance at all. They have no chance at all. They're just gonna be getting destroyed by CRISPR kids, and. Right. The v-lay babies who've been studying parkour and escaping velociraptors are going to be out right. here in the streets dressed like characters from the matrix chasing down <laughs> fucking, fucking sexual sadist serial killers that came out of the crisper machine <laughs> this is a whole movie right now <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, we- this might yeah, go ahead. I would say we we probably going to get sued by the people who made Underworld, but but it, it's pretty much the same premise, just with CRISPR Kids and V-Lay Babies.
0: No, we can never be sued, bro. Anything that's a parody, uh, it's already been argued in court. You can do as much parody as you want and never be sued. Oh, that's how we do
1: it. We do it as a parody of Underworld.
0: Yes. If you try to pass it <laughs> off as this is your own thing, yes, if it's got similarities... You might, you might, you might have that court date. But why do you think, like, all of these different television shows, like they got like a Star Wars type episode, or uh, they do something that's like yeah. from Midnight Cowboy or something? It's because it's clearly that it's parody, and you can't get sued for that. That's so, amazing. Yeah, man, you just parody everything, parody everything, remix it and put a little of our flavor on it, and then cash these checks. And so, yeah, the new, the new liking, and, and Nosferatu conflict is going to be the CRISPR babies versus the v That's the, That's the new epic for the next generation.
1: <laughs> this shit is amazing. <laughs> this shit is amazing. The CRISPR babies, bro. they just out here wreaking havoc in the streets. And you can't even stop them. They're, they're just the only gang left. Because they yeah. scared off all the other gangs. Even the Crips and Bloods, they're like, no, these motherfuckers is really crazy. Like, we, I, I ain't fucking with them. CRISPR babies is
0: all the rich and, people. And derogatorily, they're called Crispies.
1: Yeah, they're Crispies. What you call right. me?
0: What the fuck did you call me? Get right. out of here, and, you freak Crispy. And for the VLA, maybe they call them vials or villains or something.
1: Or like, vials. Yeah, you, yeah, that's what people, uh, the people in the bars and shit, or people see them in public. Like, oh, uh, you were raising one of those vials, huh? Like, it's VLA. G-lay, right, you pronounced it wrong. Just like I knew Ooh. you would. Yeah.
0: Vile, vile, not just in the sense of that's that's vile, right. but
1: also the vile Love. the science. Yeah. Right.
0: The... <laughs> oh, How do you do it? How do you do it so that it always lands just so perfect that it just works on every level? That's it's great. The,
1: it's the it's the algorithm, bro. It's the <laughs> simulation, bro.
0: The simulation loves me, right? You it
1: grew loves up the day Oh, wow, I love it Yeah, this needs to happen This needs to happen, we need some investors right away Because this is a real, like, this is one of those uh, long-term conflicts We could get, we could probably get six or seven seasons out of this shit if we wanted to
0: Oh, yeah, this is, this is, this is definitely an Amazon Prime series
1: Yeah, because cool? it's, Yeah <laughs> For sure. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Just say, I don't think this is for Netflix. I don't know, but I think I think you're right. Amazon feels right. Amazon, Amazon
0: Prime needs this show. They got more money to spend anyway. Of course, flying dick rockets out of space. Exactly. Got yeah, exactly. some money to throw at Earthlings.
1: Throw it right in here. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm with it, dude. I think this is uh, this may be one of the best. Uh, well, honestly. The 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 vile the V-lay is probably one of the best things that we had so far, because this could be not only could it be a real product, but there's also it also introduces a whole nother you know, concept to the world about the the alternative and how you evolve humans because that's a real conversation, like you said, because CRISPR the, the shit that's going on over there and then you trickle that down to eugenics and all this other shit. And there's a lot of, this is a conversation that people are having about what humans should be, what the evolution is, how you're going to trigger it. What's uh moral and what's not. So uh, I think that's a, it's a, hard, a big conversation to be had around something that would, could be seen as a natural organic way, even though it seems bad because it's like you put your baby in a box, but it that's an organic way to speed up the evolution of of uh of humans from the infant stage way safer to the long term i would think than uh gene splicing i feel like gene splicing is going to take us into a science fiction movie because humans don't have we, we, we don't have the capacity right now to have anything be sacred we don't have that capacity outside of our personal decisions on a large scale. There's no way that you saying, Oh, I want my baby to have green eyes with a little bit of blue in the middle and make sure they never get cancer. And I want him to be six, five and never go bald. Like you can't think that that can exist in the world without. Also, I need a super soldier with no genitals and he's strong as seven men. Like you, both of those, they have to, there's no way you're gonna get one and not the other. So they're gonna give us new diseases, they're gonna give us uh, uh, new levels of human degeneracy and fucking, it, it just, ha- it has to come because we're humans in the stage that we're in right now. If If we don't evolve on a cellular level, Every new technology we create, every new gift that we could possibly bring to the world is going to come with some claws and some fangs and and a poison scorpion tail on that shit, too, because that's just what we do, no matter what. Oh, I figured out a way to to get rid of heart disease. Uh, We'd rather kill that guy and shelf the medicine than actually make sure people live longer and blah, you know, shit like that. You know, I found a. I, I figure out a way a way to make a car that runs on water. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. I know what to do. But
0: you can you ask look, anybody. And, yeah, actually, and, and 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 that's why and that's why the the got to be the vampires because the whole metaphor of I'm gonna extend my life by draining life from others and 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 getting painted into these corners. Well, shit. If we all want to have electricity, if we all want to have these cell phones, I guess we're gonna have some kids in the cobalt mines i guess we're gonna have to invade some countries so we can get this oil i guess we're gonna so it's like yeah you you get to a certain thing and you have all these gifts you know i could fly i could turn into a bat you know i live forever and i'm gonna be forever young yeah but but what does that come at the expense of uh you know i gotta eat some babies i gotta suck some blood i gotta get some there's gotta be some victims you know and so and that's like the blueprint of how we you know, move on as a society and get different technologies and different conveniences, you know, it, it just makes sense that the CRISPR babies that, yeah, they're, they're, they're the vampires in the struggle. And it's great because they get all these superpowers, but it comes at these expenses, like they're falling apart and they got to keep, you know, editing their DNA, you know, then that's like the thing they gotta, you know, they're always, they're always finding these new flaws in their code and their bodies are working differently. So you know maybe that's the aspect of it is why they have to be these serial killers yeah you know they're trying to find a way to prolong their lives even more so they're like putting in new you know new hearts new livers and they just do self-surgery like they just got it like that this is great
1: yeah yeah i feel it i like great storyline i like it because the and also the vampires the vampires don't they don't have any you know they don't have no sexuality they spread everything through their bite and through their infection and shit like that. But I think they have a, um, a preference. As far as all the lore is concerned, vampires, have, they want humans. Like, they want to kill humans. We, as far as uh, lichen lore, there's been people who knew that they were werewolves and maintained some of their consciousness, so they fed on livestock instead, right? And they didn't have no um no adverse effects from it. Like, vampires, if you think about like Interview with a Vampire and, and a few other ones, when they're knocked off their shit or they're about to die and they gotta hide, like they can survive on the eating rats and whatever, but their body suffers for it. They deteriorate and they start to die. But if they bite one human, everything comes back and they look young, their hair is flowing again. So they pre- that's their life. They prefer killing humans. The fucking werewolves can at least, you know, they could be farmers, bro. They could be farmers. Like we just got a bunch, we got beef. We're not crazy we don't have to go kill people and stalk people to kill them we just raise our own beef and shit. like vampires i don't they wouldn't do nothing like that I, there was a movie where vampires were creating the fake blood and even in the tv show too the true blood they were making the fake blood and the whole time they were like yo this fucking sucks i want to eat people yo <laughs> right i want to kill real people don't this fake it. blood sucks but i think uh as far as the lore just you know considering that i think the werewolves wouldn't even have to be killers so the 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 vlays would be fine and like we figured out all of our shit bro all we're doing is put coming up with new programs where the uh the CRISPR kids are coming up with new programs to try to fix their dna the the vlay people are creating new programs and it and um uh, narratives to feed into the box to to it, train it, the children better
0: yeah it sounds like another version of like the agrarian live-in balance model in conflict right. with the Babylonian less of yep. a synthetic existence wow. in the city model. It's oh just a, another God. extension of it.
1: The same thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's and that's why it would work so well. I think it would take people a while, maybe, to get used to the the concept. The two things that are, I think, CRISPR would probably be easier for them to understand then but nobody wants to see a baby in a box you know if you right. just if you if you injected the mother and the father with two injections so that or or you did some in vitro shit and then the baby's born with the new dna that's a little bit different you oh. know
0: it makes it even better because your your reaction to it is that is way more vile but then you see like it's the best alternative in order to make these babies competitive without right. turning them into these vampiric monsters right like, you see the right. result, like, eh, that's, that's, why are we putting that baby in a box for 37 days? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Living off nutrient pellets. Why it's do we a, have to do this? It's got it's a five-gallon Because of... we have to prepare them. You don't know what's out there. You haven't seen the evils that I've seen.
1: Right. You don't know what's going on. There's a five-gallon bag of breast milk hanging off the side of his box. And it's just... <laughs> 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 the baby's been in this is his eleventh day straight. He's doing great. We're so proud of him. He hasn't made any noise. No, well, yeah, he's right here on camera. He's fine. He's fine. What's he doing right now? He's having a fractal bath. Like, what the <laughs> hell is a fractal <laughs> bath? Like, yeah, you know, yo, that shit is amazing, bro. It's amazing. I, if, if I had the opportunity to buy, if I had a baby right now, I'd be looking for that. Yeah. <laughs> put him in there, y'all. Just
0: yeah, just put we're him um. Down. Again, a, a America's greatest think tank ever assembled week after week. Yeah, there's at least you may have to sift through a lot of meandering and cockamamie <laughs> nonsense, but there will always be one golden nugget to be unearthed. That You know what? This is undeniably amazing. <laughs> the belay is amazing. We couldn't we would have to change. The name we could parody CRISPR, but we couldn't call it CRISPR. Yeah. So yeah. we'd have to, we'd have to, we'd have to alter that just a little bit, but then we could get yeah. away with, it, cause we're I'm clearly sure we parody could. CRISPR.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we could. We just, we just have to think about it for a little while and figure out what CRISPR, cause I don't know what the exact acronym, you know, I don't know what it stands for. So we would just have to come up with another acronym that has the same kind of a uh, phonetic you know, vibe to it yeah. so people can make the connection without us actually getting in any trouble. Yeah. And fuck Christopher anyway. Don't let, who, ain't nobody scared of them. You see us, you're just gonna make us more popular.
0: That's true. And there's not um, you know, as long as we put it out under the LLC, we have no um, personal uh, liability. So we'll be good. We Got We gotta learn the douchebaggery ways to hide behind uh, shell companies and and other companies to protect our assets. If we got all this Bitcoin money coming, you know, it 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 must be done. And Um, we do too. Protect our personal assets and put it out under the uh the LLC or the DBA or whatever. I I don't know. Mm. We'll we'll consult a lawyer. But yeah, man, uh that's is, this is great. It's great. (laughs) It's great. Delaying Chris is great. (laughs) <laughs> the
1: fucking crypt, the Vlay Wars, all of it, the graphic novel, the uh, the Amazon Prime TV show, everything, the whole the whole nine yards. It's all that's gold, absolute gold. Fucking love it. So I guess um, well what oh what was the other thing? Oh yeah, like the abortions, <laughs> the abortions. So I, and I had no idea, of course, because you know I don't. I don't be watching this shit. I don't follow none of it. I just started seeing all these memes and, and and posts and all kinds of stuff. And so, of course, I look at it in Texas and I think South Carolina, a couple other places are having this crazy abortion ban. Uh, so I'll, I'll start with this. I'll just ask you. I'll just ask you. Abortion, You're like, is this something that you think should be readily available at all times, no matter what? Or do you see any type
0: of real logical reasons why they did what they did my my personal and and I have this about a lot of things um there's things that I'm against that I don't want the government to regulate so me personally I, I'm against abortion um I'm not against like the morning after pill um but As far as like a means of contraception, I just think that shit is irresponsible. And there's undeniably the potential for life. I'm familiar with the freakonomics argument that, you know, when you have all these unwanted babies, crime is going to increase, right? Because nobody's going to be really be caring for them, you know. And arguably, we already have a lot of kids that nobody gives a fuck about. So it does seem super irresponsible. But I think the only way you solve that is with um curing culture that's a a societal ill that culture has to solve the government's not gonna be able to get in there and solve that problem by saying uh no bitch have this baby or you know uh kill your baby whenever you feel like it and i also love the way patrice o'neill was like look you know bitch you want to kill your baby kill your baby like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say it's something different and it's true it's like look it's a heartbeat there's a life. There's the potential for life. If the argument is, hey, uh, if it can live on its own outside of the womb, then that's old enough. And with medical technology, I think you could have a baby at like, uh, um, I think it was like, um, what was it? I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I want to say twenty-four weeks. I think. And I I don't know the exact data, but it seemed like really early, like really premature and the baby could still live. So, you know, personally, I I don't think you should kill your baby. I think you should have, um, I think you should be responsible with your power to create life. I think you should apply something sacred um, to that power and use it responsibly. And again, like it's a cultural thing. So our attitude of being so casual With sex and and holding it in such low value, everybody's kind of prescribed to that. So this I feel like is a necessary evil that had to come up because everybody's being irresponsible with their shit, and we don't want to just have all these kids as a result. So that's why we've we've come up with this as a means. And there's also the Alex Jones nefarious component of it, because um South Park did an episode, you know, where Cartman is like, "You're busting my balls. Come on, I need to move these babies," (laughs) and just and just like Nambla just like cat orgies, all these things that I thought on South Park were like, yo, this can't be real. Yo, that shit is real. There was story after story that's come out. Again, this is one, it could be a weekly segment. Shit that Alex Jones was right about. Um, That there is a profit motive. You know what I mean? And 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 really, if if we're going to say it's okay, I would say you should be able to do it up to like 12 years old. Like if you got a bad seed Like look I brought you into the world I could take you out of the world There's a biblical argument for it If you want to keep it puritanical Like you disobeyed your mother and father Old school We get to take you in front of the whole village And we get to pound your ass with rocks And put you to sleep Rock you to sleep with fucking rocks So there's so there's a puritanical argument To be like look if you're a bad kid We should just kill you Because when you're in the womb You don't know that you're going to be a piece of shit but after we've seen you for eight or nine years, you never want to go in your VR box. You know what I'm saying? You talking back and not eating your broccoli? Fuck that! I gotta take you off of here. So if if we're gonna okay killing, because it's a kid, I think we should we should have it at 12 years, up to 12 years. If you don't kill your kid before they're t- after 12, once they're 13, you get bar mitzvah and you gotta let them live. Then then it's murder. It's uh, but your but your it's only murder. Once you're considered an adult and a citizen where we can have like a national national bar mitzvah age of 13, I'm fine with that. So if we're gonna kill them, let's just kill them up until 12. If we're gonna be like, hey, it is um it it is kind of murder, and that's what we're gonna say, and there is industries that are tied into it and skin creams and all this other shit being then you know let's just be more transparent of like what we're doing as a society and what we're okaying. But I, I don't agree with the Texas shit of the government getting involved. And this is one of the things, too, like I had a problem with evangelicals like in the 90s. Um, and George Carlin made a good point. Like, you're so big on abortion, but bitch, you have eggs every day. You know, I think it was jamming in New York. And he's like, what, what's an egg but a chicken abortion? And what you think chickens aren't as good as people? When was the last time you ever heard of a chicken shooting up a school? or a chicken coming home <laughs> and beating the shit out of a hen. It's like, it doesn't happen, because chicken are decent people. So if you're okay with an egg and just saying it's a whole bunch of protein, you can't really argue, you know, about about the abortion thing. Um, I don't so, know if
1: that's completely accurate. I would say an egg is a chicken, period. Not an abortion.
0: Well, it's the it's the potential for a chicken.
1: Right, it is a potential. But you know the
0: difference between an egg and a chicken.
1: Oh right, but if you say if you crack the egg and eat it, that's pretty much an abortion.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean that that is
1: that's a fair argument. That's a fair argument.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's like it. It's like if you're not going to step up and say, okay, this is a woman who clearly can't handle this kid, like she's not going to do a good job raising this kid so she should just kill it. If you're gonna stand up as like an evangelical and be like, no, you shouldn't get an abortion, it's wrong. I agree with Carlin on this point. Like, okay, where where are all these people who are against abortion that are willing to take these kids in? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're gonna raise the kid, if you're gonna pay for its well-being, if you're gonna invest time in it to make sure it doesn't grow up to be a piece of shit, cool. You could tell that woman, you know, don't kill the baby keep it and if you can't take care of it i'll take care of it but i don't think there's enough people who are really that open-minded and full of love to step up to meet that need so i feel like it's just on the individual if your life isn't together and you haven't evolved as a person to like really take responsibility for your shit, the government coming in and saying you can't do that isn't going to fix anything because that's not the problem The problem is within that person's self and their, um, their priorities and where they are as a person and their, their decisions. You can't, you can't correct that by just forbidding abortion. You know what I mean? So all that's going to happen is, you know, bitches are going to trip downstairs. You know what I'm saying? They're going to find other ways. You know what I'm saying? They're going to get some, some, some tea, some different kinds of tea. Oh, that's nice, honey. That's crazy. But that's even a thing. Right? Um, am I my clear on that side. All right. On the right. All right. But yeah, so that's, that's my, that's my long rant about it is that I personally, I wouldn't do it. I think it's wrong. But I don't think you can have the government come in and say you can't do it. And that's going to solve the problem. Right. It's a it's, it's, it's just like all this other metaphysics over fuck shit. It's the individual. It's the individual Taking responsibility for themselves and figuring out what's important and doing the right thing, you know, and if you're gonna if you're gonna shame people for having abortions, then you need to be the person who's like, look, I'll pay for all the prenatal care. Once you have the baby, I'll give it a home. Can you please, you know, pull out, use a condom or do something next time? I'm saying if you got to get your fuck on indiscriminately, you know, understand like what this is a mechanism for and you know regulated differently but just as a means of contraception it just feels like yo you really just you're not paying attention yeah no like you're, you're just really not being responsible and i think that's
1: one of the biggest things that that uh uh, reveals itself in this whole thing. Because I basically feel the same way you do. I think the worst part of all this is that the government is making a decision without any any other plans or recall. Like, it just doesn't make sense that they would involve themselves on one side without uh, creating something on the other side to deal with the, the impact that this decision is going to make. But I think what's interesting is that people go away from... The idea of sexual responsibility and they go to the extremes when they try to defend it and talk about what about women who, who would be raped or incest and all this other stuff and it, and also though it seems to be the only alternatives that they have is like back alley surgery or hangers or some shit like that it goes from well if women can't have abortions then i guess we're going to be dying in back alley surgeries. I'm like, there should be some middle ground in there somewhere, right? Like, some behaviors can change. All kind of shit can change before you're forced to be in a back alley surgery.
0: No, you're either going to let me get an abortion or I'm shoving hangers in my pussy and ripping (laughs) out babies. That's it. It's one or the other. (laughs) It's a black and white
1: issue. (laughs) I need to be able to get a free abortion up to nine months with no questions asked or hangers. Yeah, but, dude, now they're
0: even, I mean, there's instances where it's even after the birth that they're like, yeah, you know, that whole um, Governor Northam thing where he got caught on the audio, you know, or not even caught on the audio, I think he was on a radio show. And it was like, you know, we put the baby aside, we have a discussion with the mother, and we make a decision, you know, and 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 this is just when, you know, the state becomes God and the needs of the state are of paramount importance and the people themselves have no like real set of like sacred things. You know, it's like, look, we the state doesn't need these people. So the state's going to make the decision and we're going to get rid of this child and we're going to empower you to get rid of the child. But there's no talk about just like the same thing with the COVID shit. It's like, OK, you know, we need to do this and we need to do that. We'll give you free French fries. But like nobody's talking about the health, like, you exercise, lose weight, You know what I'm saying? Eat some oranges, eat some onions, eat some garlic like that's not even a part of it. Every solution is like what helps the state and the economic engine of the state. So, look, um, if there's not a pharmaceutical answer, you know, then who gives a fuck? And yeah, man, I mean, if if you take away abortion as um, a thing, that's an economic hit. Right. You know, that that's just like saying we're not going to use coal anymore. Like, you're putting a lot of people out of work. You know what I'm saying? And not just the doctors. Like, there's got to be a receptionist at Planned Parenthood. There's somebody that's transporting around. Like, you know, these bitches that are just fucking indiscriminately and murdering their babies, they're job creators. You're create there's, there's, there, there's an economic uh, impact if you just take it away. So I think everybody just wants to sustain it under this really um dishonest argument because i think rape and incest like i think you're talking about like 10 cases in like 70 years or 50 years something ridiculous like it's something ridiculous like it's barely happening or like the percentage is like super duper low it's something crazy so it's the 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 argument in the hypothetical yeah it sucks you know someone's got a fucked up uncle or a fucked up dad and you know you don't want to have force that person to have the baby but the reality is, is that most of these abortions being done are people that are irresponsible with their genitals, and then they don't want the consequence of the baby because there was never any forethought ahead of time that you know giving into this primal impulse, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's to perpetuate the species. And if we're like civilized and intelligent creatures, um, or we have any sacred sacred component to us, You know, we just look at our ability to create life differently than just, like, satisfying a nut. And it sounds, like, corny or puritanical or whatever, but I I I think that's just the reality of it. And when there's no respect for the act, there's no respect for the life, and there's no respect for the life after it comes into being. You know what I'm saying? So people that are just having kids irresponsibly, usually, like, they're destining those kids for, like, a shitty life anyway. You know what I'm saying and that and that transcends um, all cultures and races and religions like that's just the situation where if you're not thinking ahead of time before you bring life into the world you know you, chances are you're setting that kid up for a shitty experience
1: it's going down out there huh it's, 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 I t- I'm, I'm out here man I'm out here <laughs> it's okay it's okay I can uh, I, I can edit that part i could edit that out <laughs> but yeah i saw um i saw something with stephen crowder and i know people don't like that guy but he did one of those uh change my mind things about abortion and he had a chart with uh stages of fetal development and he was asking people at what stage do you think it should be uh illegal to have an abortion like after what stage is it too late and people wouldn't even choose the stage. Like most of them couldn't, like, you know, I can't say it's hard to like, so from whether it's six weeks, eight weeks, whether it's four months, six months, they can't decide. They can't decide. And I think that's another huge problem, especially when it comes to legislation, because most of it is just, it's just people enforcing their own shit. They're not doing what the people want. They're doing what they think is right for everybody else. And I think it is a valid point that uh, they're a large majority of them are dudes who don't have to actually make that decision. And if you look close enough, a lot of the people- Hold who Hold on vote...
0: dinosaur, racist bigot. You oh, don't oh, know oh. if they're not birthing people or not. Well, you're assuming, you're assuming their gender and you're assuming that they're not birthing people.
1: Well, I'll is... go out on a limb and say the vast majority of people (laughs) who made it illegal to have abortions are not birthing people
0: okay okay
1: i'll say that you know there are people who are not going to have to make that decision but like i said if you look close enough you find that a lot of these guys either have or like you know there's some ideas some some talk out there about some of these guys mistresses having abortions and you know shit like that so yeah right so when it comes down to it they'll probably send a woman to get abortions. And I think it's probably very similar to the track record for uh, for senators and, and religious figures who claim to hate homosexuality.
0: Look, if you told me Ted Cruz sent 17 bitches to the clinic and gave them 350 each, I wouldn't bat an eye. I'd be like, yeah. Because you could grandstand and say that you're against it, but when it's like, yo, my marriage and my life could fall apart, Cause i'm out here doing dirt you you are like i he's on his knees thanking god thank you lord that abortion is legal and i can send these these vile bitches to the clinic <laughs> he's to, to, to hide the evidence he's these fallacious loose women who tempted me <laughs> so um, I, I i agree with you but you know what i think it really comes down to dude it's the same reason why we don't give a fuck about the products it all comes it's all in the same vein as that the evil is concealed if so what Steven Crowder did and he's and he's a dork and he's annoying or whatever but um he 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 makes some good points when he argues with people and people try to shit on him but very rarely do I hear anybody critique him that's really um disarming his argument they'll argue around it they'll use a bunch of sophistry to kind of small him, but they'll never really be like um where I've heard we're like, yeah, you totally took him to task. He was totally wrong. And so when you confront somebody with, yo, here's what the baby looks like when you kill it at eight weeks, like that doesn't look like a person to you. Like we want to keep talking about it as a ball of cells. So like if if you had to have that dead body at the base of the um, uh, factory as your screensaver on your iPhone, maybe you don't like your iPhone as much you know what i'm saying if you if you got to see you know the the child soldier getting the cobalt for you you know what i'm saying or the afghans that got hit by the drone strike and they were kids and they had nothing to do with it cuz we need those minerals if you saw the links that we went to to get that shit to you but the genius of it is is we just get the shiny commercial and the shiny product and it plays a song that we all love when it shows it to us and we feel good about it. So all the evil behind it is concealed. All we see is the convenience. And I think it's the same portion. We see the convenience of it, right? But, we don't, but we're masked from the... And him doing that, you know, it's kind of a genius thing to say, nah, you, you know, you have to actually look at what the expense of your convenience. And most people, when they're confronted with it, you could have as you know, a hardcore political leaning on whatever side of the issue that you want, but when you're confronted with actually seeing it, or if you had to pull the trigger, most people couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just like, you know, you, you like eating meat, but you couldn't kill the animal. You're pro you're pro abortion, but you couldn't scrape the fetus out. Like, you couldn't suck it out and look the little tiny baby fetus in the eye, and you know, and be okay with it and be like, nah, this is... So, you know, we find a way to mask it and conceal the evil so we feel we feel better about it, you know?
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's a it's a ridiculous conversation, but people are definitely revealing themselves. There's a lot of uh traumatic energy in that conversation. So yeah, and the fact that I'm not a birthing person, I just keep my opinion to myself for the most part. There's really nothing to say in public about this shit. But it is pretty interesting. And I think it is gonna um you know it's just something else that's pushing evolution, in my opinion. It's just another hot topic that's going to force people to one side or the other, and that seems to be on the conveyor belt right now, like never before. We're just switching from what back and forth from what we're angry about now. So this will go on for the next few months, maybe if you know, being generous, the next few months, and then it's going to be something else. And it's going to yeah. be something else. I've already heard weeks the and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe weeks, you know, a few weeks, and it's a wrap. You know, and we'll be on to something else. Everybody will be pissed about it, and it'll be the reds versus blues again. So you know it's, it's, as far as I'm concerned, there's no real reason to follow this shit. Hey,
0: you know what? and and I know when we first started this, I was totally enraptured with it, and I and I knew years ahead of time not to try to minimize my my foolishness, but but I kind of knew it years ago, and I didn't really stick with it and um and live it out. You know and i allowed myself to get caught up in it but it's absolutely stupid and futile and there's no solutions anywhere in it it's just really to work people up into a primal emotional state so that they're they're at their easiest to control because they're not thinking critically they're emotionally charged they have an enemy to look at and you know you could pretty much feed them whatever when you get people in that frenzied state, because I don't even think the people on here fighting about shit and at each other's throats, like, I don't think they really even give a fuck. Like, I don't even think they really, really give a fuck. I don't think there's they, they've ever really met a woman, you know what I'm saying, whose life was devastated, you know, because she couldn't get an abortion because she got pregnant or her pregnancy was gonna ruin her life that much. And the people that are grandstanding on the other side, I don't think that they really care what people are doing. You know what I mean? I, I don't really think you know. It, you don't care about you know the because some of these same people who are like no 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 save this baby and this woman that I've never met. You know these are the same people. It's like why don't we just nuke the whole fucking Middle East? Like why don't we just wipe them out? Why do we even deal with them? Like we got the nukes, let's just nuke them. So you know I don't know it. it you, if your job was to point out people's hypocrisies and the inconsistencies in their argument and you got paid to do that you you know you you would never run out of work mm. you would never run out of work it's endless it's a fact it's a fact
1: yeah so later for that shit i don't think it's... <laughs> I, I don't i don't really know what the path is going to be to reversing any of that or if that's actually absolutely in the works like i said i don't i don't follow it enough to know even what type of recourse people would have because if they were able to pass that shit without anybody's permission or cooperation, then I don't see what, the, uh, what the, the legal path would be to getting them to overturn it or reverse it, so.
0: But who cares? You can't go into a restaurant in New York without getting a vaccine, and you can't kill your baby in Texas if it's at least six weeks old. So you wanna go into a restaurant without a vaccine, Get the fuck out of New York. You want to kill your baby at nine months? Get the fuck out of Texas. It's, it's really like all this, um, you know, outrage about this debate and that debate and, and people acting like it's the end of the world. Like there's 50 fucking states. Find one where you agree with what what's going on there. And if not, you can just leave and listen. And people, oh, it's so hard to find a job. Not right now. All not right. right. There's jobs Everywhere right now, and people can't find enough people to hire. So you could pretty much move anywhere in America right now and get a job. I think Vermont. I think there was a news story where they're paying people like seventy five hundred dollars a pop to relocate there. Yeah. As long as they get a, as long as they get a job in an industry that's needed, and the job has to pay them at least because employers are that desperate to find people. That the state is getting involved and saying look if you'll pay them at least thirteen thirty-six, which i think is their minimum wage if you'll pay them at least that um well you know we'll subsidize and, and pay seventy-five hundred dollars to get that person to relocate if they're going to get a job that helps the state because right. that's how bad they, they, they need people to work so you know fuck it if, if you if you that unhappy in texas and i think that's really what it's designed to do i think it's really to to polarize mm. The states even more so like like New York is definitely on some shit right now. It's like if you're not like a hardcore leftist, you're not supposed to be there. And a lot of people relocated and they were people that were very, very liberal. But they're like, yo, this is too much for me. And it got them out of there. So it's almost like a, you know, like a purification ritual. You know, they're purging the people. That they don't want their culturally or politically same shit that they're doing with the military and the police you know what i'm saying if you if you woke as fuck in the military you're gonna be a five star general any day now if you got if you posted a gadsden flag on your facebook profile you're asked to go home and you can't be trusted to guard the capital so i mean it's, it's just super polarized so that everybody you know the sides are like the the the, the babylonian uh nosferatu and the agrarian lichen. The 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 sides are lining up pretty clearly.
1: <laughs> agrarian Lycan. That sounds like a, a, a legit Twitter handle. That? that sounds like a, a gamer's <laughs> name, somebody's Xbox name or something like that. Like Agra- agrarian Lycan. I'm gonna have to check my check Xbox to see if I can take that or something. My, my my Twitch name or something like that. That's awesome. Agrarian Lycan. Yeah, shit is real, but, you know, like you said, I hadn't thought about that they're trying to uh, influence their uh, their citizenship or their whatever you call it, move people around a little bit, because it is going to force some people out. But I think I have to warn you, I'm pretty sure it is dinosaur bigotry to assume that people can just leave the state and go somewhere else. I'm pretty sure somebody somewhere is going to call that dinosaur bigotry. Why? Because you know, there's something in there. Because you know, not everybody can just leave. But if they, you know, so it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. People are going to start painting some uh, some funny pictures when you when you say uh, just leave. Yeah, just it, switch it, states.
0: <laughs> it, it it sounds it sounds uh, elitist and dismissive because it takes for granted. But I'm sorry, I've I've been broke and nomadic. Um, it's it's absolutely possible in america i can't speak for everywhere else but you absolutely most people especially now it's the same thing i always said it's like look uh the black panthers got free lunch and free education without facebook without twitter you know what i'm saying that's a much higher bar uh difficulty to clear than for you to do those same things now so the fact that you know we're not recreating what they were able to do in the 60s and 70s without these tools is pathetic You know, so people moving around and relocating with no money in the nineties and the early two thousands, um, is way harder than it is now. Like you're connected, like shit, people are buying cheap furniture on Craigslist from strangers. You know what I'm saying? There's all these advertisements. Yo, I'm renting out a room in Baltimore for $500 a month. You could get online, find a job in another place, find a place to live. Without even having to go there, you know, like before, like you had to just go there, get the newspaper, get the wanted ads and find out. I just I just think we keep catering to making people as soft and fucking helpless as possible. Right. So I'm OK with that. I'll be a dinosaur, bigot racist for that. But I would say I understand there's some difficulty involved, but it's literally easier now than it's ever been before. We have a job market where there's more employers looking for work than there are employees looking to be employed. And um, we have all of these online resources and a fucking computer in our hand that we can have for like 40 bucks a month. That'll literally connect us to every single state's opportunity and we can coordinate it all. And if you don't got a car, you could pay for an Uber or you could just walk. Like, it's, it's people had it harder before. People had it harder before. So we're just, right. we're addicted to the conveniences to where we think we can't do something.
1: Fact. Well, I'll say this and then I'll, I'll leave it alone because I know it's a lot. Like I said, it's a hot button topic. There's going to be some emotions involved. Definitely some trauma involved. And that's all fair. That's valid. But I could I'll also say you could just stop having raw sex. But that's neither here nor there. Have you heard
0: Kanye's album? I I did, and I feel like on every other track, he's just teasing that there's going to be drums coming, and then they never come. (laughs) Like, And the whole beat sounds like an intro to a beat. And maybe he's just too progressive for me, and I'm just not caught up. Kanye's making beats in the future. He's the sharper image musically, and I'm not there yet. But um, the last album that I really, really... so I'll go on the record to say uh late registration to me was his best work ever. I think I think late registration was just I, I I haven't heard Kanye do anything better than that. Um and the last thing I really liked from him was uh my dark twisted fantasy. I bought everything in between. Ye was okay, but this, I mean, there's a couple of tracks like um Jesus Lord, I think is the name of it. And and he had the locks on one of the versions of it. There's a couple songs on there where I'm like, damn, this is this is dope. But then a lot of the other parts, because the level of production now, like because what I was listening to hard before that was King's Disease, too. And I don't know who this hit boy guy is, but damn, you know, like so the, the level of musicality in hip hop beats now, you know, it's. The bar has been set really high so that the Kanye shit, it does kind of sound like I don't want to say that he's not trying, but it almost just sounds unfinished. Like it sounds unpolished, you know, his his concepts and the way he's on the beat and the, the way he's catchy and the way that he rhymes and makes stuff that you can sing along to. Like as as a song creator, you know, he's he's always dope. But just as far as, like, what I go to Kanye for, what I go to Kanye for is, you know, two words. What yeah. I go to Kanye for is, um, you know, um, uh, addiction uh, or uh, mama, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that beat, I don't know where he got that sample. But he finds a fly sample, he enlists a musician to kind of lay some things over that. I guess he's starting to play some keys and chords now over the stuff. But it's just like, you know, what what he gave me for his first three albums, I haven't really heard since. So I, I don't I don't know. You know? He's just one of those things where, you know, I bought it better tomorrow and it sucked. I'll support you because I like you as an artist. But I, I don't know. I wasn't maybe I gotta go back and listen to it again, but I just wasn't. I thought I I mean, from the way it was being hyped up, weeks at the fucking stadium you know, all of these, you know, listening sessions, parties, or whatever, like, I thought this was going to be, like, his return to just doing super dope shit with, like, the, finding the best part of the song, the sample, and laying the drums over it in a creative way, and it's just, it sounds like intros. I don't know. Maybe I'm a hater. I don't know.
1: I haven't heard it yet. I've heard a couple things that people sent me directly, two or three songs, and I definitely feel the, uh, the uh, intro vibe on all of them being stretched out longer than was comfortable for me, anyway, for how I experience music and shit. And, uh, but yeah, I haven't heard all of it. I haven't listened to Kanye, really listened to him in a long time. I'll say that. Uh, I just don't follow his music. I haven't since, like you said, back in that time. Two words, get them high, fucking drive slow. Like around that era is when he started to kind of fall off my radar and I wasn't excited about following whatever he was doing. I got wind of a lot of it. I heard a lot of it, but it was never anything that made me want to, like, you know, patch back in and be like, oh, I got to start, you know, vibing with Kanye again. He's there. And I know what he, <laughs> I know what that's fucked up to say. He's probably one of the most successful musicians, definitely of our lifetime. But that's how, that's just how I feel about him. You know, he's there. He's he's good for art He's good for social media and just the consciousness of humans to be able to absorb some of the shit that he says and does versus the product that he puts out. And you got to have them eccentric, you know, it's fine. You know, Andy Warhol, like all that kind of wild shit. You got to do that. So uh, I think he's good for that, but it's not something that I, uh, that I identify with or resonate with that makes me want to follow him though. I can't really fuck with him. And he, he also married Kim Kardashian. So,
0: which i which i think contributed to his downfall i mean i love him as like a story and i love him as as like a person because i think he's i think in certain aspects he's very he's very honest he's very transparent i think he's full of shit in a lot of other ways but just as far as like a person sharing his experience and being out there like even that um i forget it but where he took that um that Lauren Hill sample um, where he said, you know, we all insecure, I'm just not afraid to say it, some line like that, I think it was on his first album, All Falls Down, I think, was the name yeah. of the song, you know, yeah. so to be vulnerable and like that in hip hop at that time, you know, like, I, I feel like that was kind of his hallmark um, as like, um, as like somebody that introduced like a, a you know, a new a new kind of uh degree to the game and he stayed relevant for a long time and he arguably you know made 90s you know backpack sampling and production relevant in the 2000s when it was on it had been on its way out for a while so there's certain things you can always love about him but i mean if i'm being completely honest uh i just feel like he's overrated now I feel like he's become an icon, and he's an icon for sake of being an icon. I can't stand Drake, uh, but he's undeniably the most successful um, artist in hip-hop of all time. Nobody's remained as relevant as he has at that level for as long as he has. Not Nas, not not Jay-Z, not KRS-One, not Public Enemy, Nobody. Not right. not not Noriega. You remember, there was people that were like super hot for a minute, and they would be. I mean, Biggie, Tupac, no, Drake has as it's got to be well over ten years now that he's been like the premier artist that everybody follows and sells records and does cameos and he's in the limelight and he was basically a child actor who figured right. out how to rap good,
1: right, and figured out a dope formula that he doesn't really need to stray away from to keep his core audience plugged in. So, yeah, yeah. I I think, honestly, I had a, I'm not, I don't remember exactly who it it was that said it. It might've been, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, I don't remember who it was that said it, but somebody brought up the point that Drake came at a time when hip hop was, you know, still pretty gangster. A lot of tough guy shit happening. And he tapped into this whole other vibration and it was i think it was just time for that discussion to happen and time to see some success in that area and that's and he filled that void he just came to a place where what he was doing was exactly what was needed you know what i'm saying to be and, and the fact that he was able to stand up to whatever was happening at that time you know whatever 50 Cent and shit like that was still going on to to be able to carve mm-hmm. out a path and create success in the midst of that with what he was doing that's right. astronomical and 50 and the
0: game were super popular
1: right right that right. is an astronomical feat and i think it's because that's what the algorithm needed this conversation needed to start happening you know toxic masculinity got brought up not too much a few years later and like the like a lot of this shit is tied into that and dude just tapped right into this love angle and I think yeah. that's just what was needed in the culture. It was on its way anyway. And he just caught that wave and wrote it, bro. So it's bigger than him just as an artist. But the thing that he chose to do, it was just perfect timing. Perfect timing. But
0: but but I but I don't I don't know that you could just say that. Like I get your point, but also when there's those gaps to fill, right? Or there's that 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 power vacuum or that void or whatnot you know there tends to be a litany of artists that come along and people that piggyback on that right right? right, and they also ride that wave and so there was an opportunity i mean i guess i guess wale is kind of a little bit you know what i mean yeah i i I, I think he's you could argue that he's kind of i don't want to say drake's son because he does they don't sound anything alike, but you could kind of feel like maybe Wale was more popular because there was a Drake first. You know what I mean? I don't know uh, that. I just kind of get that that sense. So there's other rappers that can kind of come in and maybe be a little bit from that angle. Right. Or, or ride that that wave of what's going on in the consciousness. And it, it happened. You know, there was a whole bunch of 90 rap, 90s rappers. That we fell in with the trend and they didn't stick around for for too long. So I I, I gotta say that it has gotta be something unique about the way that he's managed his career and his image for him to stay at that level that long. Cause I mean I think it was was Tupac that said in an interview there's like look you gotta make uh, music for the ladies like that right. that's it. And people understood that that's why we have Nas's I O U. And Dr. Knock Boots And if you're a Nas fan You're probably like "Yeah, Those are my least favorite songs from Nas You know But everybody knew Jay-Z You know Same thing Every, Everybody that wanted to have a career And you know And Biggie left that template You know I'm fucking you tonight And you know it, All that it, it was all like You gotta have some music that That's, that's geared towards women Because there's no other reason Why the man is in a leather jumper On a gangsta-ass album cover you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, There's, yeah, the, that that yeah. wasn't for dudes to be like, yeah, you know, I really like Tupac, and I'm really glad he posed on the cover in that sexy leather jumpsuit. I'm glad that must have been for me. That was a marketing decision. <laughs> yeah. Like you understood, <laughs> me and the homies, hom- <laughs> right? Me and the right, me and the homies can't wait to get that new Tupac. Have you seen that cover? And it was because people understood as you know he might not have been the greatest. Um, and most clever MC of all time, right? But he understood if you want to be relevant making music, yo, know, you need to have women buy your albums. Dudes are dubbing your shit, they're bootlegging your shit. Women are going to be more of a loyal fan base, so dudes could complain like, man, fuck this soft shit. I skipped this song, yo. Know, that's the song that's keeping him relevant and keeping him selling records. You're not helping, so who cares what you want? You don't have a vote. Because you had your friend dub the album. You didn't go out and buy it. You know what I'm saying? All these chicks went out and bought it. So I think Drake just mastered that formula. He's like, well, shit, since this is basically the fan base, right? These are people that are going to support me. And Jay-Z sprinkles a little bit in there. And Nas sprinkles a little bit in there. And Biggie and Tupac sprinkled a little bit in there. And they were like the icons of their era. I'm just going to go totally down that route. You know, I'm, I don't have any street credibility. I'm a child star, but I know how to rhyme. And when and people forget, too, when he was doing his mixtapes, he was rhyming his ass off like yeah. you can't like you could in front on him as like, say what you want. Um, He's not hood enough or, you know, he, he was a student of the science of fitting your words in perfectly, conveying a thought, making it all line up. Uh, putting a little sauce on it at, at the end of your inflection and just coming up with something that's that's just it's, it sounds good. He, he's a student of music. You You could argue, you know, there's a Jordan and Kobe wouldn't be Kobe if there was no Jordan. And you could say maybe that's Drake. Drake studied the shit. Okay, well, he studied it and did it better than anybody else. Cause I heard somebody recently make an argument for him as the goat and every bone in my body wanted to, you know, scoff at the notion and resist it, you know, because, because of my age and my palate. But in terms of, you know, um, success and longevity, I, I can't, I can't find anything to undermine the argument. I can't find yeah. anything. Wu Tang is arguing about what Noriega said on a fucking a podcast, you know, the, nobody's talking about when's that new album dropping. We could talk about the purple tape is the good. Nobody, nobody gives a fuck about Cuban Links three on the level of uh, Drake dropping Certified Lover Boy. There's just not the appetite of the consciousness out there. So, it and, and Wu Tang wasn't at that level of popularity. Raekwon's no jizz, nobody. Method Man wasn't at that level of popularity and longevity for that long, that long. They had a couple of years where they were it. Nas and Jay-Z had a couple of years where they were it. And then their fan base just kept going along with them. But as far as like the mainstream conversation, it's just not as relevant. Drake has been that dude that some people are for a couple of years. He's been that for over a decade. So I don't know. I don't own any of his albums. I don't really care for him as an artist, but I can't front, I can't front on his success. So I don't know.
1: I think if you're gonna go with a term like GOAT greatest of all time, the only thing you can do is look at numbers. You can't bring emotions into it. You know what I'm saying? Because it just changes what great is and what greatest is, and it it just makes it too, uh, too, too muddy. If you're going to talk about the best there ever was, you have to take in consideration consider just numbers. And people have numbers where, you know, they have equations where they could figure out how long you were relevant, how much money you made versus somebody who may have been big and made a lot of money before and translate how much that would be in today's dollars. They, they can do all that shit. So anything else going to come into it? Who had the best bars? There's no way to objectively figure out who has the best bars. There's just no way, there's just no way to do it. All you can judge them by is success. How many records are sold? How how long have they been relevant? How how many numbers did they sell on tour and all this other shit? And then you can probably maybe, I don't know if it's super fair because we're talking about rappers, but right. I think if people talk about Jordan, they will probably also bring in sneaker sales because that's, a, um, yeah. that's popularity. That tells you how much impact you have on a culture so if you use drake you would have to i mean rappers you would have to also consider their side deals and other shit other businesses they were into and all of that and i don't think uh yeah it might not go the way a lot of people wanted to go
0: (laughs) but if you just look at the numbers it is what it is and even and even um if you go back and say well the person that really popularized that notion of building your brand and expanding outside of the music, the first person that comes to my mind is Jay-Z. You know, Jay-Z I think was the first, I don't think he was the first rapper to make a billion. Although I think he, I think Nas might've been the first, or maybe he was the first to make a billion, I don't know. But just him understanding that I'm a brand beyond just what, you know, making music, you know, Puff Daddy, I think he did Ciroc or whatever, he got into other things, the Sean John. You know, that was the stage where a lot of these dudes were looking at things past the music and they maintained relevance and they they grew their money. They didn't just make money from the business. They, you know, they took that money and they invested in other things to where, you know, for for a lot of these artists, their record sales are an infinitesimal portion of their revenue stream. You know, it, they they're not worried about eating from doing it. But even even with you know, and I could be wrong on this, but that's that's who pops into my mind. But even if I say, okay, well, Jay Z was the first one to do it. Did Jay Z do it better than Drake? I mean, and I don't know what Drake's uh, net worth is. I mean, I don't. I think Kanye now is like the richest rapper in history. But, but I guess he's about to lose a big chunk of it in the divorce. But I think he was at over six billion. I don't think any other artist is on that level. Um, but I mean, Kanye isn't as I mean, even in this little feud, like I, it's just stupid for Kanye to go to go at Drake because you're you're not doing what Drake is doing musically. And even though I could sit here and say I never heard anything from Drake that blew my mind, like hearing it from Black Thought, um, I understand that Black Thought is a niche product. You know what he does. It's a niche. It's not it doesn't have the same appeal that. You know, and and he tried to do, you know what I'm saying? I forget the name of the the song with Eric Kabadu on the hook. You know, they tried to do that. Tribe Called Quest tried to do that. They understood, like, okay, this is the game, this is the music. They didn't stay at that level of popularity with that level of longevity. I don't know what it is. Maybe he eats babies with senators and there's some Illuminati shit behind it, but whatever the case may be. You know, Jay-Z was the original Illuminati accused rapper, and he's not on the level that Drake's on. I'm I, again not a huge Drake fan, but it's just it's just undeniable. That because when people talk about Jordan, what well, they talk about the rings. Right. Anytime you talk about this, they say, well, LeBron has, you know, more raw talent. He's a, a premier athlete. He's stronger and faster than Jordan ever was. He don't have six rings. Yeah, but he put up more numbers, more points per game, and blah, blah, blah. Doesn't have more rings. Well, he never got a salary of this and So, of course, it, it, it all depends on how you quantify it. I think if you're going to be fair, a lot of that shit is subjective. You know what I'm saying? Jordan was the best to ever win a dunk contest. That's going to be subjective. He was the only one in modern history to have six rings. That's not subjective. You know what I'm saying? To lead a team and have six rings that's when we're just talking numbers. For anything in this hip-hop shit, I think you just gotta go in categories. Like had the best song, had the best verse, had the most consistent verses, had the most consistent albums, had the... But to just talk about it goat in a general term, if you're gonna do it in a general term, the conversation about Drake has to come up. And even Lil Wayne for that matter. I've heard people, not a Lil Wayne fan, don't have any Lil Wayne albums but I understand the argument. I'm just trying to be an old, uh, uh, an honest old curmudgeon. I'm not yeah, trying to yeah. just be a blind hater.
1: Yeah, when he, was, he was relevant for a really long time, too. I think son started when he was, like, 15 or something like that. So right. he's been around, like, forever. And he had a, a few super dominant years, probably three, maybe three or four years where he was just on, like, every... Uh, He was featured on everybody's song. He had six or seven songs on the radio all the time, and every yeah. So I remember hearing him playing a lot for maybe two, three years where he was like, you know, like like T Pain had those couple years where he was just super dominant. So Wayne definitely had him, but I don't know if I could say he's been on a constant. I don't know if I could identify a constant streak. The one because Drake's still on one, basically. He's still on one, and it's been a long time. Him and Wayne were making music at the same time. Of course, he was out way, but Wayne was out way before. But they were making music at the same time. They had an overlap, and he's still going. So, somebody who really follows them, or I guess we'd have to Google to do the real math to see, you know, how many years. But see, Wayne started with a group too, also. So you'd have yep. to. I don't even know. You know what I mean? So he started with a group which kind of helped him and that launched the next level of popularity so that's a i don't know that's a a variable that would have to be factored in also but i don't know dude i don't know none of these people are people that i that i really listen
0: to (laughs) right 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 yeah and that yeah i've been into um i've been into all kinds of like weird electronic shit lately I I I'm I, I haven't even like the the last thing I listened to for real was the uh, was the Kanye shit, and it was just really to get. I I tried to look for the Lupe shit, but I guess Lupe shit isn't even out yet. Um, where he said he made his own Illmatic. I mean, just you proclaiming that is what makes it even just more douchey, you yeah. know. And I and and I like Lupe. He was one of the the you know him and J Cole were probably the two of the only new rappers where I was, like, super impressed by. Like, I know Kendrick Lamar is good. I never heard anything from him that, like, really blew my mind. But I understand, you know, why he's considered one of the premier dudes. But he's, you know, he isn't on, you know, uh, Drake's level. But the, the you know... Yeah, babe. Um, the, um, The idea that you're gonna proclaim your own filmatic when you know that's like heralded it as like maybe one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time i don't know i just never heard anything for like i liked um i liked uh his first album i wasn't crazy about his second album you know and from there like I, i just haven't heard anything from him where i was just like and i went back and listened to a lot of his catalog too Uh, before this show and he's good he's good you know i don't think he's better than uh common in his prime you know what i mean as far as like clever and stuff so i mean i I don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know why he got into a beef with Royce the five nine it's it's just it's just everybody's just delusional and crazy right now pretty much everybody needs to be on medication
1: yeah ayahuasca and mushrooms yeah for that's sure they need. everybody needs mushrooms that's what they need all this other shit that, and this is a lot of that shit is that old paradigm that's fading away people still attached to it you know so all this shit's going on like nori like you said everybody's mad at each other about some goofy shit it's, it's like get over it bro get over it but it's good publicity you know who the hell cared where shaheem was or what he was up to nobody Nobody gave a shit about what Shaheem was up to, and to be honest, what did he say? They were flunkies. Yeah. Flunkies. I don't. I don't really know. I can't say what exactly the term flunky means, but if it means like failed, like flunked out of out of college and shit, uh, technically, technically Shaheem did kind of fail at the music industry.
0: He, um, I, I I liked his second album. Uh, Generation Problem. Lost. I think or whatever it was. I didn't know he had a second song. M- Man, Child was dope. <laughs> no, nah, Sh- Shaheen was dope. He had on um that song with um I think it was with um Hellraiser on the Swarm. I think Co-Defendant was the name of it. He murdered that song. shaheem had some like cannabis level. I'm coming on there and showing my ass verses. like he definitely wasn't whack. And, and man, child was a, was, was a really, uh, was a really solid album. Like he, he wasn't whack, but you know what they, look, I love killer priest. I love killer priest. Um, I listened to heavy metal over and over and over when I was younger. Um, I understand why he's a hip. He's, he's a Wu-Tang flunky. He just meant it as they're not the original nine. That there was all of these offshoots when Wu Tang was popular, Killer yeah. Army was yeah. an offshoot, Sons of Man was an offshoot, Royal Fam was an offshoot, Wu Syndicate was an offshoot, Remedy. Anybody remember Remedy? You know, like all of these dudes were just dudes that they were down with Wu Tang. They were, you know, trying to get on and expand, and the the hunger for them wasn't as much as for like some of the premier cast members. So. When he said flunky, I know what he meant. I didn't think he meant it in a way that was disrespectful. He could have chosen his words better. But for them to make it seem like it's, um, yeah, the woo's the gonna see you now. I felt the same way about that as when that 50 Cent shit. I, I was really, like, disappointed with Wu-Tang when they were, like, talking shit. Uh, this Cloud Smith. It's Cloud Smith. I'm gonna see you, you ain't even that big. What the fuck you trying to bully 50 Cent for? He told you he's just joking. It was some clever, funny shit. He's not threatening Wu-Tang. Like, chill.
1: So, flunkies. A flunky is a servile or fawning person. A person who performs menial tasks. That's what this says. A flunky. I could see where a servile or fawning person could be operative there. I could see how that could work because he could claim from his point of view that these were just people who wanted to be Wu-Tang. Like they were just some wannabes, they were looking up to them, and but it but it never actually unfolded for them. So in that sense, I guess, but you know, nobody wants to be called a flunky, so I get it. But you know, nobody, like I said, no. also nobody cared what Shaheen was up to. Listen,
0: bron- Bronze Naz- Nazareth, that song, The Pain, that's that's one of the the dopest Wu Tang songs ever. He killed that song. And for a while, Bronze Nazareth on uh, the Raekwon albums, he was doing the most Wu Tang sounding beats. When RZA started going through whatever he was going through, so some of these dudes that are like being referred to as flunkies, like they they made some dope contributions on their own. And I don't think that they were all um uh, like wanting to be down with Wu Tang. My understanding is a lot of them were like related to like the original six members or whatever, the original three, like old dirty or risen jizz or whatever. They they were related or just like a step away or grew up and kind of knew each other. So it wasn't like, hey, we're making music, we want to be down with Wu Tang. These were people that were already known. And my understanding too, Timbo King, like he had a good career out in um in Europe. Like he was touring, he was eating, he was you know, and he had some of the, um, he had some like come in and kill it verses on a couple of these offshoots. So there was definitely some some talent, um, some talented efforts, and some dope albums that came out of that. But everybody understood that these were like Wu Tang affiliates. They right. weren't the origin. They were down with Wu Tang. You understood, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Redman and Keith Murray weren't in EPMD. You know what I mean? You understood these. These were people that Eric Sermon was working with. They were down with them, but they weren't. You know, you wouldn't confuse them for Paris Smith. Like, isn't EPMD like Eric Sermon, Paris Smith, Keith Murray, and Jamal? And no, no, it's not.
1: Right. You but know? but also to you know, uh, Eric Sermon, APMD, they did more to show their support for their crew. What was it, Def Squad, Hit Squad, whatever they called it. They 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 put themselves together. Like everybody knew that uh, EPMD e- or, or mostly Eric Sermon because he was making the beats and shit, and and Redman or K Solo, they was doing shit together. You've seen them all together. They was all in videos together. I don't remember seeing Wu-Tang put that much effort into, into putting their, their circle around people like Sons of Man or Killer. I know Killer Priest is. He's on a couple uh, Wu Tang things, right? Is Killer Priest featured on?
0: Yeah, for sure. He he had one of the iconic verses on um, Fourth Chamber, I think it was.
1: Right. Okay. I know. I know. Killer, Killer Priest if was. nothing ever surprised me. Yeah. But not a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? Some of those other groups and some of those no. other people. They. You know. You just didn't see Wu Tang. You ain't see RZA in the background of their videos. Shit. Right. It was it was a little bit different, but I get it. I get it. I just think that situation is hilarious. There's always something with these guys. They'll find a way to dig themselves out of obscurity. Talk a little bit of shit. I'm sure he'll be on Drink Champ soon. You know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Either way, uh, I listen to reggae music more than anything else. You know, eighty-five percent of the time I'm listening to reggae music. Unless I'm specifically working on something else that requires me to be in a different headspace, but reggae is my go to, bro. And that's why, because I don't, none of that bullshit. I mean, it's all there, depending on what type of reggae music you're listening to. But it just carries a whole and different vibration. Call. People are getting shot, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're getting shot and they're talking about shooting people. For sure. It's a lot of gangster shit going on. Roots reggae, culture reggae, it's just, it carries a whole different vibration. Absolutely.
0: Much, much more positive, much more um, i really didn't like to see that there's youtube videos being made and they're talking shit like come on man this is some this is some childish shit <laughs> like y'all basically helped make millions of dollars together you know yeah i was on the strength of your own talent but you guys were a brand and collectively you all benefited from each other's contributions, you know what I'm saying. Like, and now Shaheem and Killer Priest are beefing because you didn't want to go at Nori that hard, or you just want to squash it. And Nori put out some shit where he's like, "Look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a Miami dude now. This is what I wake up to every day. Life is good. I'm not beefing with anybody. This is especially, you know, and I love to hear that from him too. You know, yeah, especially, especially yeah. you listen to his music. You know, the Capone and Noriega shit." Cause I, cause it, you know, and there like bloody money was what got me to like, um, Capone and Noriega. Cause I was like, I don't know where they found that piano riff. That shit is dope. It's a dope song. Yeah,
1: that's powerful. That's a, that's a great example to set for the culture, especially with him being so popular with the show and everything right now. That's a, that's a great example to set. So at least somebody's, you know, trying to put the right energy out. Into, the, into these type of situations and make it more respectable and more popular and more available to other people to make the same type of decisions when them conflicts come up. That shit is important. So definitely big ups to, to Nori for that one. That's the homie. <laughs> Drink Champs is hilarious. It's definitely entertaining. Though. Yeah.